The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this, what is this, Tuesday already, the 25th of August, 2020. Mm, mm, mm. Last night, I was watching part of the Republican National Convention. I only watched the first night of the Democrats and how they opened up and wrapping themselves in patriotism and the Constitution and the waving red, white, and blue. And I watched um, a couple hours of that and I couldn't stomach any more of it and I turned it off. Um, I recorded the Republican National Convention, but that thing was hours and hours and hours long. And, you know, folks, it's it's a political pep rally, you know, for your guy. But I found something very interesting. And, well, the never-Trumpers, or I hate Trumper, or I'm signaling that I'm in this tribe, Trumper, or, or anti-Trumper, um, it, it gets kind of insane and tasteless at times. But one of the things that Trump has been accused of, he's a womanizer. Uh, he's a racist to the core. And it's kind of funny, even uh, it's probably not something that uh, Trump or his supporters or even on his election committee wanted to bring up that he once dated a black girl. But last night, remember Herschel Walker? I can I, I can tell you one guy that that remembers Herschel Walker because he finished building a football team off of a trade. If you remember, if you followed the NFL at all, Herschel Walker was a good running back, and well, Dallas Cowboys drafted him. But Dallas Cowboys had many holes on their team they had to fill, so they decided that they were going to trade him. Well, they traded him to the Minnesota Vikings, and I think they got. Uh, First-round picks, I mean, it was a sweetheart deal. I think they finally ended up with six or seven picks just for the Herschel Walker trade. You're trading one running back for six top positions that you really need. At any rate, it's the trade that Jerry built his house on, basically. 
which by the way, I don't want to digress too far off this because I want to get through this and then on to more important things, but suffice to say that the uh, Jerry Jones has talked to uh, Abbott, the governor of Texas. Jerry insisted that when they open up football season, there be fans in the stands. And our governor wasn't too enthusiastic about it, but Mr. Moneybags up there with the Cowboys, uh, he was, and there will be. There will be stands, uh, fans in the stands, not the cardboard cutout, folks. Now, keep in mind that their new arena can handle up to about 135,000 people. That's not exact seating in the arena itself, but it's they got big concourses there, and what they would do is allow people for 30 bucks to come into the building and watch it on the big screens and hear the crowds roaring, and it's, yeah, I guess it's closer. <laughs> well, okay, I can turn up the volume of TV and sit at home and watch the Dallas Cowboys and sit there and cheer. You see where I'm going with this, at any rate. So... They've decided, and I'll I'll tell you what I think really kicked this thing off, was my lowly, lovely Detroit Lions uh, with their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, that tested positive for the coronavirus. And then he tested him again and came back negative. They tested him again and came back negative. And the Lions started questioning the NFL and their position on this testing because it doesn't look quite right to us. Now, is this a weakening on the governor of Texas position on we got to mask up and we're going to keep doing this ad infinitum until Texas is dead? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But in any, I, I just wanted to give that to round out the story on this Jerry Jones and fans in the stands and yeah. But back to Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker has been a friend of Donald Trump for 37 years. And and I'm talking about, you know, every once in a while running into, running into him at uh, occasions or every once in a while out. No. They were friends for 37 years. Uh, Herschel actually took Donald Trump. Imagine a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. I don't know if he was a billionaire by that time. But Donald Trump. Herschel Walker offered, he said, look, I'm taking my family to Disneyland. Can I, uh, do you mind if I ask your kids? And he said, no, you, you know, take them to Disneyland. That's great. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think you could be that much of a racist if you allow a black man to take your white children to Disneyland. Here is the short clip that was played that's getting a lot of airtime. Because it goes to right, right to the heart of one of the accusations about Donald Trump being a racist, which I do not believe for one moment that he is. And no more womanizer than the guy that lives next door to you and your friends with her and her husband and wife. Okay? As one lady once told me, you know, have you ever heard, overheard conversations of women in the uh, public restrooms? You know, at a bar or something? And I go, no, I haven't. <laughs> but I was assured that you know, you think men talk racy about women? Well, women do the same thing. Well, okay, that's part of the mating game dance and all that other stuff that I have no desire to get into. But suffice it to say, Herschel Walker spoke at the Republican National Convention, and this is what he said. I'm not an actor, a singer, or a politician. I'm Herschel Walker. 
Most of you know me as a football player, but I'm also a father, a man of faith, and a very good judge of character. I've known Donald Trump for 37 years, and I don't mean just casual ran into him from time to time. I'm talking about a deep personal friendship. I watched him as an owner of a professional football team. Right after he bought the team, he set out to learn. He learned about the history of the team, the players, the coaches, every detail. Then he used what he learned to make the team better. I watched him in the boardroom. He can be in the middle of a big meeting, but if one of the kids was on the phone, he dropped everything to take the call. He taught me that the family should be your top priority. I watched him treat janitors, security guards, and waiters the same way he would treat a VIP. He made them feel special because he knew they were. He understands that they are the people who make this country run. They clean, they cook, they build, they drive, they deliver. He told me, Herschel, make an effort to get to know people. Remember their names. That stuck with me. One time, I planned to take his kids to Disney World with my family. At the last minute, Donald said he'd like to join us. So they was in a business suit on uh, It's a Small World Ride. That was something to see. It just shows you what a caring, loving father he is. It hurt my soul to hear the terrible names that people call Donald. The worst one is racist. I take it as a personal insult that people would think I've had a 37-year friendship with the racist. People who think that don't know what they're talking about. Growing up in the Deep South, I've seen racism up close. I know what it is, and it isn't Donald Trump. Just because someone loves and respects the flag our national anthem and our country doesn't mean they don't care about social justice. I care about all those things. So does Donald Trump. He shows how much he cares about social justice in the black community through his actions. And his actions speaks louder than stickers or slogans on a jersey. He keeps right on fighting to improve the lives of black Americans and all Americans. He worked night and day. He never stops. He leaves nothing on the field. Some people don't like his style, the way he knocks down obstacles that get in the way of his goals. People on the opposing team didn't like when I ran over them either. But that's how you get the job done. I pray every night that God gives him more time. Give him four more years. He has accomplished so much almost all by himself on a constant attack. But there's still more work to be done. If you love America and want to make it better, Donald Trump is your president. He's my president. And I'm blessed to call him. All right. Now, that was that. And there's only one other one that really grabbed my attention. And it did so because from time to time, people have spoken out that have come to this country that have escaped from communist countries. We as Americans don't know what it's like to live in a communist country. Well, we're starting to get kind of an idea of it, and we don't like it. But there have been people that have come to this country to escape communism. They've seen the horrors and the ordeals of it, and it's not something that you want to experience, and you can only imagine what it's like, but you haven't lived through it. There was another guy, a businessman down in Florida, South Florida. This guy's name is Maximo. I just just love the guy's name, Maximo Alvarez. And who this guy is, well, he came from Cuba. 
And his father escaped from Spain when the communists took over there and then went to Cuba and the communists took over there. So his father had insight into communism, the very same thing that the guy's dad was running from, trying to get away from. He was very close to his father and they talked a lot and his father talked to him a lot about communism. Well, here's this man, he's in his 70s, successful businessman. He's got the uh, company here, I think it is uh, Sunshine Gasoline Distributors. But he spoke at the Republican National Convention on the issue of communism. And I think it's important for people to hear this, because having never experienced it yourself, kind of gives you a first-hand description from somebody that has lived it. I live in Miami, Florida, not far from the state of Florida, which is in just a 90-mile wide blue strip on a map for me. It divides freedom from fear. It divides the past from the present, from the future. I know all about the past. I'll never forget my own. My family has fled totalitarianism and communism more than once. First my dad from Spain, then from Cuba. But my families don't run away. By the grace of God, I live the American dream. The greatest blessing I ever had, my dad, only had a sixth grade education, told me, don't lose this place. You'll never be as well against me. I'm speaking to you today because my family is done abandoning what we rightfully earned. There's no place to hide. I'm speaking to you today because President Trump may not always be politically correct. He's in fact a successful businessman know your average career politician. Our president is just another family man, a friend, and most important, our elected commander-in-chief who puts America first. Keep in mind the other guy running for president is mostly concerned about power. Yes, yes, power for them, but not for the benefit of all Americans. I'm speaking to you today because I have seen people like this before. I've seen movements like this before. I've seen ideas like this before. And I am here to tell you, we cannot let them take over our country. I heard the promises of Fidel Castro, and I can never forget all those who grew up around me, who look like me, who suffered and starved and died because they believed those empty promises. They swallowed the communist poison pill. If you have a chance, go to the Freedom Tower in Miami. Stop and listen. You can still hear the sounds of those broken promises. It is the sound of waves in the ocean carrying families clinging to pieces of wood. Families with children who can swim, but willing to risk everything to reach this blessed land.
It is the sound of tears hitting the paper of an application to become an American citizen. Most heard and liked the promises, but soon after, they experienced the reality. Look at them, listen to them, learn the truth. Those false promises spread the wealth, free education, free health care, defund the police, trust the socialist state more than your family and your community. They don't sound radical to my ears. They sound familiar. And Fidel Castro was asked if he was a communist. He said he was a Roman Catholic. He knew he had to hide the truth. But the country I was born in is gone, totally destroyed. When I watch the news in Seattle, Chicago, Portland, and other cities, when I see the history being rewritten, when I hear the promises, I've heard echoes, I've heard echoes of the former life I never wanted to hear again. I see shadows I thought I had outrun. My parents only wanted one person to decide my fate, me. Not some party member, not some government official, not some bureaucrat. In America, I would decide my own future. I am so grateful to America, the place where I was able to build my American dream through hard work and determination. President Trump knows that the American story was written by people just like you and I, who love our country and take risks to build a future for our families and neighbors. I may be a Cuban-born, but I am 100% American. This is the greatest country in the world. And I said this before, if I gave away everything that I have today, it would not equal 1% of what I was given when I came to this great country of ours. The gift of freedom. Right now, it is up to us to decide our fate and to choose freedom over oppression. President Trump, he's fighting the forces of anarchy and communism. And I know he will continue to do just that. And what about his opponent and the rest of the DC swamp? I have no doubt they will hand the country over to those dangerous forces. You and I will decide. And here's what I've decided. My decision is very easy. I choose President Trump because I choose America. I choose freedom. I still hear my dad. There is no other place to go. Thank you, and may the good Lord bless America.
that is a guy that lived under communism. His father lived under communism. And uh, this is first person. There's, <laughs> I am shocked, folks. Uh, you two must have got spanked pretty good. Because these videos are presented on YouTube. And I'm sorry, there's one more that I want to play that has gravitas here. And that's the uh, guy from uh, Georgia by the name of Vernon Jones. He's a Democrat. And just like John Kasich spoke at the DNC, well, we have a little counter Ver uh, Vernon Jones spoke at the RNC. And this is the last clip, I promise you, and then we'll move on. Stop! Woohoo! Stop! That's what I just said. Stop! Spinning out. Uh, Mike? 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 Pull the pot down, please. I gotta find a spot on this video. Hello? You did? Okay. Thank you. Ah. <sighs> Of course, YouTube has to monetize this, and you got to wait 20 seconds so they can run their full ad that you can't skip. <laughs> yeah. Remember remember the clickbait you could do away with? Yeah. Well, not anymore. All right. Here we go. This is Vernon Jones. At the Republican National Convention. America. My name is Vernon Jones, and I'm a state representative from the great state of Georgia. As you can see, I'm a man of color, and I'm a lifelong Democrat, too. You may be wondering, why is a lifelong Democrat speaking at the Republican National Convention? And that's a fair question. And here's your answer. The Democratic Party does not want black people to leave their mental plantation. We've been forced to be there for decades and generations. But I have news for Joe Biden. We are free. We are free people with free minds. And I'm part of a large and growing segment of the black community who are independent thinkers, and we believe that Donald Trump is the president that America needs to lead us forward. This is no time for sleeping in the basement. Joe Biden has had 47 years to produce results, but he's been all talk and no action, just like so many of the Democrats who've been making promises to the black voters for decades. We've been their captive audience. When President Trump sought to earn the black vote, the Democratic Party leaders went crazy. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer literally started wearing kente cloths around the, the, the U.S. Capitol, as if pandering were enough to keep us satisfied. Let me tell you why I'm supporting our president. I grew up in the South, in Laurel Hill, North Carolina, Scotland County, the Green Pond community to be exact. My parents, Robin and Rufa Jones, built with their own hands a four-room cinder-block home with no indoor plumbing. They had very limited education, but they instilled in us a strong work ethic that drove me from those tobacco fields of North Carolina to those hallowed halls of the Georgia General Assembly. My parents taught me if I believed in God, 
worked hard, and treated every person fairly, there was no limit to what we could achieve. I attended North Carolina Central University, an historical black college. For generations, HBCUs have been the incubators that develop black scholars in math and science and religion, engineering and politics. They have been important springboards for the black success. But Democrats haven't treated them that way. When President Trump took office, he changed everything. He delivered historic funding to HBCUs, and he guaranteed it for 10 years, something that has never happened in the history of this country. That gave our HBCUs stability, the chance to grow, and produce the next generation of black leaders. That's right, Donald Trump did that. He's also supported school choice to ensure that no child, no matter their race or zip code, is left behind. Every child should have access to a quality education. But education is just the beginning. The president also built the most inclusive economy ever with record low unemployment for African Americans and record high participation in the workforce. He put opportunity zones in the Trump tax bill that would drive investment into our communities for decades to come. He put the interests of American workers and especially black workers first. That's right, Donald Trump did that. He delivered historic criminal justice reform. He ended once and for all the policy of incarceration of black people, which has decimated our communities caused by no other than Joe Biden. Democrats wouldn't do it. Obama didn't want to do it. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris definitely wouldn't do it. But Donald Trump did it. He's also working every day to make our community safer. As a former executive of DeKalb County, Georgia, I directed one of the largest public safety departments in the Southeast. I've seen tragic shootings on both sides. Officers killing citizens and citizens killing officers in the line of duty. Police officers are our fellow citizens. They live in our country. They have families too. They live in our communities. Unfortunately, Democrats have turned their backs on our brave police officers. They call it defunding. And it's a danger to our cities, our neighborhoods, and our children. Isn't it ironic that Democrat politicians have personal security to protect them so why don't they forego their security and replace them with social workers, especially since that's what they want for you and me? Our police need more funding, not less, for frequent psychological examinations, for non-lethal remote restraint technology, and for more de-escalation and use of force training. These are the common sense solutions that President Trump supports true, sincere police reform. That's right, Donald Trump did that too. Education, jobs, safety, security, on issue after issue, and in just a single term, he destroyed these negative forces that have victimized the black community for decades. He gave us the opportunity to rise. Now, you know, when I made 
the public announcement of my support for President Trump, all hell broke loose. I was threatened, called an embarrassment, and asked to resign by my own party. Unfortunately, that's consistent with the Democratic Party and how they view independent thinking black men and women. You got time. But I'm here to tell you that black voices are becoming more woke and louder than ever. The Democratic Party has become infected with a pandemic of intolerance, bigotry, socialism, anti-law enforcement bias, and a dangerous tolerance for people who attack others, destroy their property, and terrorize our own communities. That's what this election is all about. And that's why right now, more than ever, more than ever before, America needs Donald Trump in the Oval Office for another four years. God bless you and vote Donald J. Trump. Thank you. Now, there was other uh, uh, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott spoken. Uh, folks, I watched the and I recorded the uh, RNC and on C-SPAN, and I suspect that's why these things are on YouTube, because it doesn't come from somebody else's channel and they're just posting it. No, this was C-SPAN, and I don't think they uh, wanted to cross that Rubicon uh, because that would have been a real deal-breaker, exposing exactly who they are and what the agenda is. Uh, a couple more words about this, and then we'll move on. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switch to plant-based diet, also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispicos, 5 out of 5 stars, built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org 
and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, Representative Vernon Jones here, uh, I don't think he's going to change the Democrats' uh, party mind. He'll probably switch parties in the future. But that's a good example. If you want to jump across that aisle for any reason at all, mm-hmm, you jumped off the res- reservation. Well, almost on cue. Uh, Clinton comes out and urges Biden not to concede under any circumstances and calls for massive legal operation in case Trump sees narrow win. Surprise, surprise. Hillary Clinton implored the current challenger to Donald Trump, Mr. Biden, not to concede defeat in the election, sparking accusations in the GOP the party would steal the vote. In a clip just released as the Republican National Convention was about to kick off on Monday evening, Clinton argued that if Trump emerges victorious in the November presidential contest, but with a small margin, Biden should refuse to acknowledge his victory. Yeah, Hillary did the same thing. Remember? Yeah. Instead, the former VP must brace himself for a dragged-out legal battle in which Clinton believes he would prevail in the end. And this is her quote, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out and eventually I do believe he'll win if we don't give an inch and if we are focused and relentless as the other side is. Well, yeah, as relentless as the Democrats and what they have done to try to cook Trump, yeah. We've got to have a, she goes on, we've got to have a massive legal operation. We have to have poll workers. We have to have our own teams of people to counter the force of intimidation. Now, I thought it was called an election. And Hillary, of course, reminds everybody that she won by 3 million votes. Well, that was a popular vote, but that did not count as electoral votes. And the way this thing is shaping up right now, some of the blue states looks like it's shifting over to Trump. Now, what I found fascinating about all of this yesterday was not the Democrat or the Republican National Convention itself. 
It was C-SPAN that opened up the phones after the convention and took calls from Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. And we had heard this before, but not coming out of people's mouths, live and in person. People were calling in that were lifelong Democrats that said basically that this is not the Democrat Party of my father or my grandfather or my mother or my grandmother. It has changed, and I cannot be... I can't be voting for Joe Biden anymore. The whole thing has gone south. There were multiple callers that called in on the Democrats. And, of course, there was a few Republicans, and I suspect that they weren't really Republicans, but called in on a Republican line uh, that, uh, well, they don't like what Trump is doing, and they're going to vote for Joe Biden. Well, uh, but they're a little bit more polished and a little bit more smooth than I suspected. They were plant calls, whereas the Democrats were calling in. You could tell that these were just run-of-the-mill people out there in any town USA, and they were believable. Well, yeah, Hillary, you might have lost uh, one by three million votes, and that's if the vote was right, and that's even after the operation to sully Donald Trump through your Trump collusion Russian balderdash. And, and understand something here, folks. They have all their chips pushed in on the table. They're all in. The mask has been pulled off. The challenge has been laid down. And they have nowhere to go on this. People are now starting to figure out how this whole dynamic got started. And it was created, should I use the term artificially? Yeah, it was. Now, in politics, I'll tell you what, folks. Um, I've been watching politics for quite a few years, and it's to the point right now, people have had enough, period. They've had enough. They've had enough of, you know, and, and, you know, the remarkable thing about this is independence is not talked a lot about in the Democrat circles. What they're doing is rounding everybody up and making them dependent on government. Well, you'd necessarily have to do that if you're going to turn around and tax everybody out of their socks and, you know, Uncle Sam becomes your mama. Now, looking at this thing, I, I've, I've told the stories before about the college campuses. If we remember back in 2012 when Ron Paul ran, he was going to college campuses and they were turning out for Ron Paul. Ron Paul was earmarked as being really the only true conservative constitutionalist on Capitol Hill when he was there. They even gave him a name, Dr. No. Anytime Ron Paul opened up his mouth about a bill or anything else, eh, no. So, looking at this, he was a rock star on college campuses. He was filling up auditoriums. It was like the mini-me of the Donald Trump. And when I say mini-me, he was gathering large crowds. Donald Trump garnered larger crowds in more public forums, not at university. But 
on college campuses back in the 60s, and I do remember the 60s, I was one of those people that was out on street corners demonstrating against the Vietnam War. Uh, before computers, <laughs> we were still using uh, file cards. Uh, I had my own FBI file card because I was a protester. But what was happening to the vets as they were going to Vietnam, and they're over there in the bush, and they were buddies were getting killed, and these guys are losing arms and legs, and they were being severely injured in battle. When they come back to the United States to take care of, you know, the rest of their life, a GI Bill, they go to college. Well, there were groups of people there to gather them up and radicalize them and organize them and turn the massive Vietnam era protest. You know, we, we, we saw them. If you've never seen them, you're not that old, then go back, take a look at them. But there is reason why things are shaping up the way they are. Look, look at Brennan. Brennan. Brennan was the head of the CIA. What is he now? He's a CNN contributor. And Patrick Martin wrote an article talking about the CIA Democrats in the 2020 elections. You, you ever heard the old thing, if you can't beat them, join them? Well, how better to be your Trojan horse, get inside, and you can do your damage from the inside while posing as being something else. On August 23rd of this year, Information Clearinghouse, in the course of the 2018 elections, a large group of former military intelligence operatives entered capitalist politics as candidates seeking the Democrat Party nomination in 50 different congressional seats. Nearly half the seats where the Democrats were targeting Republican incumbents or open seats created by Republican retirements. Some 30 of these candidates won primary contests and became the Democrat candidates in the November 2018 election, and 11 of them won the general election. More than one quarter of the 40 previously Republican-held seats captured by the Democrats as they took control of the House of Representatives. In 2020, the intervention of the CIA Democrats continued on what is arguably the equally significant scale. Besides the re-election campaigns of the 11 representatives who won seats in the House in 2018, half a dozen of those who lost 2018 races are running again in 2020. Some of these are running for House seats again, while others have been promoted by the Democrat Party leadership and are running for the U.S. Senate and an entire new crop of military intelligence operatives is being brought forward, some running for Republican seats targeted by Democratic leaders as possible takeovers, others in seats not currently considered to even be competitive. The bottom line, at least 30 Democratic candidates for the House of Representatives have a primary military intelligence background, up from 30 in 2018, as well as three of the party's 35 candidates for the U.S. Senate compared to zero in 2018. For each branch of Congress, this represents about 10% of the total. As the writer says we explained in 2018, the extraordinary influx of candidates coming directly from the national security apparatus into the Democrat Party is a two-sided process. The Democrat Party establishment welcomes such candidates as a demonstration of the party's unshakable devotion to the interests of the American imperialism and military intelligence operations are choosing the Democrat Party over the Republican Party in large numbers 
because they are attracted by the Democrats' nonstop campaign against the Trump administration as too soft on Russia and too willing to pull out of the Middle East war zone. Now, the CIA Democrats for the U.S. Senate? Three Democrats seeking U.S. Senate seats in November have a primary military intelligence background, including two who ran unsuccessfully for House seats in 2018. In each case, the CIA Democrat won a contested primary with the support of Senate Minority Leaders Charles Schumer and Democrat Senatorial Campaign Committee, defeating a more liberal candidate. Cunningham was the choice of the Democrat Party establishment to be the party's candidate for the U.S. Senate from North Carolina, challenging first-term incumbent Thad Tillis. He defeated Erica Smith, an African-American state senator who ran on a more liberal platform supporting Medicare and for all and the Green New Deal and everything else. Now, while Cunningham served one term in North Carolina State Senate beginning in 2001, his principal role has been an attorney both in private practice and in the military. He enrolled in the Army Reserve after the 9-11 attacks, joining the Judge Advocate General, or you know it as the JAG Corps, and was sent to both Iraq and Afghanistan to handle criminal cases involving members of the U.S. military and military contractors in those two separate war zones. Now, according to his campaign biography, Cal has served with various units from Fort Bragg, including uh, the 13th Airborne Corps and the Special Forces Command, that being airborne. In recent years, he trained Special Operations Forces in the U.S. Army, John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center, and school. Now, he continued to serve in the rank of lieutenant colonel with the Army Reserve, a unit that trains one weekend a month. Now, the list goes on, you know, and I'll stop there, but suffice it to say, please take a look at the story on republicbroadcasting.org and, and take a look at the rest of the story on how they're picking and choosing. This is just not politics, folks, as usual. You know, we were used to the dirty campaigns and the mudslinging. Gosh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard mudslinging, I could pay for this network for the next five years. But this is a different, this is different, just as in college campuses. The profs were put in there that were absolute dripping liberals, and they have no bones. You know, these college students are forking out all this money, thanks to the government's program of, oh, hey, you want to go to college? Borrow money. Well, as soon as the government program rolled in, all oh, these colleges across the United States went, uh-huh, somebody turned on the money faucet, so there goes our tuition. And tuition costs for the student is unbearably high. This is how they got trapped into student loan debt. Trillions of dollars, folks. Just absolutely horrendous. But to borrow and spend that kind of money and then go for your <laughs> uh, your perverted liberal arts degree, and I do mean liberal in its term, regarding politics. These are the professors at all these colleges. These are the ones that are guiding these students. They're not just teaching the class of which they were hired to teach in the curriculum. They're bringing their politics with them. This is why you're seeing the landscape on college campuses shift. This is why you saw the 
the snowflakes literally melting down on sidewalks, sitting there just screaming. You take that and put it in any other period of time in any town, USA, separated from this college campus madness, you'd be calling the police to have them come picked up. They needed help. They needed mental help. That's what you would think. And just just today, the other day, uh, there's certain clothing that I can't wash and iron, you know, those special little articles you don't want to get screwed up and you take them to the dry cleaners. Well, made a stop the other day to drop off a couple of shirts, and there's the woman. I was mask up, and I was talking to her. He goes, yeah, yeah, the management told us we got to wear the mask because they were told by the city council of Round Rock, you know, you will comply with this, otherwise we'll pull your damn business license. That's that's economic blackmail right there. But I told her, I said, you know, I'd spent about 20 minutes with a woman talking with her, and I gave her a card, and I said, I need you to go to the website. And it's up, and you'll see it at the top. It's the stories, and we call it a rotating banner. And there's a movie up there called Plandemic 2. And I said, it tracks and traces this COVID-19 crisis from whence it came, how it's being implemented. Is there truly a threat of a couple million people dying in this country? That's what we were told. And here we are. And it was 103 degrees the other day here in central Texas. And I looked at the woman and I said, I said, think about this for a moment. When's the flu season? We're in the middle of August here. It's 103 degrees outside, and we're talking about flu contagion. And she stopped, and she said, You know what? Give me that card, and I'll watch it. Well, I stopped in her day and picked up that shirt, and I said, Did you? No, my husband wouldn't let me watch it. I said, Oh, okay. So that means that you're both going to remain ignorant. And she took great exception to that. And she thought that I was calling her stupid. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, do not misunderstand me. Ignorance, I said, look it up. Ignorance is lacking the facts. Well, I don't think he wanted me to be upset by this. And I said, oh, well, okay. And then I find out, and she blurted this out, that she said, maybe I'll watch in the, in the future, but my husband's home right now. I said, why is he home? Well, he worked for Applied Materials, and they sent everybody home. As the masked lady smiled, I guess, behind her mask, I saw her eyes crinkle a little bit, and I waved her fairly well. I said, beat the ignorance, get the facts. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple-family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. We are back. Let us go to the phones. Laura in Michigan. Hello, Laura. Hello, John. Hello. I wanted to add to the Cuban Cuban man story. A few years ago, a few years ago, my late husband and I were staying at a hotel on Palm Beach. Okay, we went out to walk in the morning, walk along the beach. It was littered with junk, which we thought was junk. So anyway, I went to the front desk. I said, why is there all that junk on the beach? He said, that's not drunk. He said, that's wrath from Cuba. He said, that's wrath from Cuba. The next time my husband and I went out, now we knew what it was. We were looking at him. We thought, wow, we wouldn't even cross a small pond with this stuff. Yeah. It's amazing what they were crossing. And, but they had to, the Palm Beach Hotel had to clean that up a couple times a day. There was so many rats. Yeah, and, and hitting the beach sometimes very, very empty because the people were already dead and drowned. They were already shark bait. But you really appreciate it once you saw those. 
Well, what uh, they look like. And, How and, flimsy. Yeah, and, and we talk about the Haitians in Florida, and we talk about the Cubans that came over. And, you know, people that are willing to risk their lives. I mean, it's 90 miles. You know, to the Florida Peninsula, it's more than 90 miles. It's 90 miles from the southernmost part of the Keys to Cuba. And crossing 90 miles just to, you know, that that area, and that's 90 miles across open ocean. That, to me, that, it blows my mind. People were that desperate to do that. That's right. It did ours, too. Yeah. It really shocked us. You know, and, uh, another subject, you yeah. talked about Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, if you tell kids, give them the truth and facts, they respond to it. They're not used to getting truth and facts. That's why the college kids all responded to Ron Paul. Well, now they're getting propagandized. They're being kept right. out of the fact loop. They're being spoon-fed the Marxist garbage, and they've got the professors that they're supposed to be respecting they're paying high college tuition, so this can't all be wrong. These guys got to be right, right? These these are younger, impressionable minds. It's it, it it's it's a shame, but this is demonstrating. That's why I'm saying, Laura, all the chips are pushed in. We're discovering exactly the mechanizations, how they've built this, what they have done, and it's out there for public knowledge now. Now people that were heretofore deaf, dumb, and blind, and I'm a lifelong Democrat, I'll just get in there and pull the lever for every one of them. They're seeing the destruction left behind. And and after the calls here, I want to cover what's going on in Austin, because finally, in Austin, and I called it Moscow on the Colorado, I mean, it. for years and years and years, people thought of Austin... Uh, yeah, it's a music town, it's a little bit electric, it's a little bit out there, but they came up with their own tagline for the city, Keep Austin Weird. And that's what they chalked it up to, it was just weirdness. Well, now it's coming home to roost, exactly what they were seeing taking hold in Austin. And the people in Austin ain't happy, because they're. it's going the Marxist way, defund the police, uh homelessness is out of control, murders are up, and all the carnage that follows. And people in Austin are looking at this and going, no more. We're not having any more of this. Laura, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. I got top of the hour break going here. Back for the second hour here in just a couple of minutes. David in San Francisco, you'll be up next. And I'm going to get into the Austin thing because this is a demonstration and maybe a blueprint for the rest of the city councils in any town USA. It's time to step up and challenge. These people are not going to leave of their own volition. Oh, no, 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 no. They got to be forced out. Honey, I'm home. I grabbed a newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say... Does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. 
you need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.